Hi everyone and welcome to That Teacher Podcast. My name's Josh Vine, your host, and this podcast is dedicated to helping teachers improve their pedagogy for better learning outcomes. In every episode, we discuss practical teaching tips that are evidence-based and simple to implement. We hope you're inspired and encouraged in what you do as teachers. So let's get into it and enjoy the show. everyone and welcome again to That Teacher Podcast for another episode. We hope you're doing okay. We hope you're staying well in the current pandemic that we're all in. And uh, I know that in Australia where I'm situated, um, many of our schools are still closed and we're actually currently on school holidays, which is a blessing as well. But some of our states are um, heading back to school and the teachers are still having to teach online and And so if you're looking for some resources on how to teach online, there are a couple of our podcast episodes, our previous episodes, talk about uh, ways to teach online using particular apps like Zoom and Microsoft Teams. Um, Also, what does a good lesson online look like? We do have an episode about that as well. I think it's called Teaching in the Pandemic Part 2. And we also have an episode where I just talk about 10 tips that I had picked up after my first week of teaching online classes. And so I'd encourage you to have a look at those episodes as well. They're going to be super helpful for anyone out there who is still having to teach online like we are here in Australia. For today's episode, I thought we'd talk about something that is so central to teaching. It's something that we do naturally, but at the same time, it's so important And it's something that we need to remind ourselves of the importance of it and how to do it really well. And that is lesson pacing. So lesson pacing is the skill of moving through the learning at just the right speed for students to remain engaged, focused and maintain progress. And it also helps to create a sense of accomplishment. I know that in lessons that I've taught in the past that sometimes I've watched them back on video and I've realized I've been going way too slow, that the students were actually waiting for me to move to the next step and I wasn't pacing my lesson well. I've also seen myself watching videos of myself teach where I've paced the lesson way too fast and I haven't really picked up on the cues that the students weren't keeping up. And so lesson pacing is so important because when teachers maintain an appropriate instructional pace, number one, it helps to reduce disruptive behavior. Often disruptive behavior happens because of boredom. Students get a bit bored because they've finished the work. Um, And so we have to, as teachers, think about how can I keep moving the lesson forward at the right pace to help reduce those disruptive behaviors. Not only that, it also helps to sustain thinking skills and the instructional time is optimized. We want to get the most out of every lesson. And in Australia, our curriculum is very full. There is a lot of content to get through for our syllabuses from the governing bodies in education here in Australia. And it's likely to be the same where you're listening as well. And so we can't afford to to be wasting time in class. And so lesson pacing is so important so that we optimize lesson and instruction time. Finally, it's going to increase engagement and it places a sense of importance on the learning. When you're pacing the lesson and you're moving through things at the right pace, 
it seems to feel like there's an urgency about what we're learning today and the students buy into that and there's going to be that, that sense of, okay, we need to get through this and the students are going to try and keep up with you. And so it's so important that we think about this and get it right. So one of the ways I started with lesson pacing was I actually preemptively went into a lesson one day and said to myself, I'm going to teach this faster than I usually would. And I'm going to expect the students to keep up with me. And I'm going to keep reminding them that if they don't keep up with me, we're going to keep moving forward. And so what that did was it translated into focus and attention. I actually saw the students, um, I guess, grab their pens and look at me like, okay, so you're going fast. I better stay with you because I don't want to miss large chunks of learning. And so in some ways, preempting this with your class and saying that we are going to go fast today can be a helpful tip to getting started with increasing the pace of your lessons. I found that many of my students actually enjoyed the pace when I went faster because it offered a sense of individual and group achievement. We were able to to get through a lot of content in a very short amount of time. Um, But students are going to need to be explicitly taught some cues that you might be using and the expectations to engage in quick-paced learning. There's not going to be time to stop. And so when you have to stop, you need to address that with students and maybe even use some sort of warning system. Many schools have their own um, behavior um, or procedures in place for how they deal with poor behavior in the class. And so I would encourage you to use your, your school's behavior procedures in order to keep the pace moving fast. Um, but it's so important that we don't allow the students to dictate the pace of our lessons. And it's one of the things that I look at when I'm coaching teachers. I'm asking myself, who's in charge of this lesson? Is the teacher in charge of the pace? Or are the students causing the teacher to have to slow down because of their poor behavior? The only acceptable reason for a decrease in pace in a lesson would be that the students have shown that they don't understand the concept and so you need to go back to reteach it. But behavior, poor behavior, should never be something that allows the pace to reduce in learning. So we need to address it. We need to have high expectations of our students and use the behavior procedures that we have at our disposal. So I thought today in this episode we could go through some of the strategies and keys that we coach our teachers to do at our school when it comes to lesson pacing. Some of our staff have made lesson pacing a goal for a particular term or for a particular class, and they're working on improving their lesson pacing. Some of our teachers are watching videos of themselves teaching and realizing that their pacing is not quite as it should be. And so these are some of the strategies that we work through with teachers to improve pacing. The first one is that you have to create a sense of urgency. You have to ask yourself, is there a sense of urgency in my class? Because that's the true art of pacing. It's the fine line of urgency, but not leaving students behind. And so we have to do our best to find a pace that set, that creates that sense of urgency, but doesn't leave students behind. 
It's so important that as teachers we are at class on time and starting the lesson on time because what that tells students is it's not okay to be late in my class. I will start on time because I want to maximize your learning. And so that can just be the the beginning of lesson pacing is actually us as teachers starting lessons on time. And so it's really important then that we also think about ways that we can create urgency. And one of those ways might be using a timer on our desk. And what that does is it helps create a sense of, hey, we're on the clock. And we've done this before where uh, we encourage teachers to have a timer. You can just use something off the internet that counts down. So when you have set an activity for the students to do, you say you've got five minutes and that five minutes is a literal five minutes and it counts down to zero. It's not a five minutes in our head. It's not a a roundabout five minutes. It is five minutes on the dot. So I think that's the first strategy. Create a sense of urgency. The next strategy is make your goals clear. It's so important to make sure the learners know exactly what they are learning and what they're doing for the day. And this is why we did episodes on learning intentions and success criteria. The way to get lesson pacing right is to actually start the lesson right. Have a learning intention, have a success criteria that helps the students understand that their mission for today is to discover X, Y, Z. And we're going to be doing this by X, Y, Z. And then that helps to keep the students focused as you transition from one learning activity to another. And what you can do then is announce how much closer they are to accomplishing the day's success criteria as well. The next strategy that we talk to our teachers about is trying your best to have smooth transitions in your lessons. And what we mean by transitions is the point at which students move from one activity to the next. So while they're doing an activity, look at ways that you can set up for the next activity so that they are able to transition from one to the next seamlessly without any wasted time. It's so important passing out materials whilst the students are doing the previous activity, having the the data projector or smart board um, set up with all the materials, having all the instruction notes in a place so that there's very little to no dead time between one learning activity to the next. Along the same lines, it's so important that we make sure that we have materials ready. In doing this, uh, it will let us keep the lesson flowing. So having handouts, markers, scissors, and equipment all in place, uh, many teachers create small supply containers of materials that include glue sticks, scissors, highlighters, sticky notes, etc., and place it in the center of each collection of desks or a team table. Um, And so each group can then elect a a supplies captain who keeps inventory and rounds up the contents at the end of the class time. You've got to ask yourself as well, do I really need to have something like a quiz or the writing prompt on individual copy paper? Or can it be displayed on the projector screen instead? How can I limit the amount of time that I have to walk around the room and hand things out? Is it possible that I can put this up on the data projector for all students to see? So can there just be one copy on the group table for them all to look at so that there is less time collecting, less time handing out equipment that is required for the activity? 
And key number four when it comes to lesson pacing is it's so important to be checking for understanding. We do have a previous podcast episode on checking for understanding and checking for understanding actually links with lesson pacing because every time you check, you're getting information, you're getting feedback that the students either understand or don't understand. If they do understand, then move move on. If they don't understand, reteach. And so one of the ways to keep a lesson moving well and at the right pace is to be consistently checking that the students understand. The last thing we want to do as teachers is spend 10, 15 minutes teaching a concept where we could have checked for understanding throughout and instead we check right at the end and then we realize the students don't understand a word of what we've taught and now we've just wasted that 10 or 15 minutes where we have to reteach the content. We could have picked that up in the first couple of minutes if we had checked. And so that is so vital that we are checking for understanding so that we know what pace we need to move at. So in every episode, we love to leave our listeners with what we call the grab and go. It's the most important things to do, action items to take from this podcast. And after years of coaching teachers, I have noticed that most teachers actually don't give lesson pacing much of a thought. And so I'd encourage you, and this is a a really tricky grab and go to maybe do. For some of us, this will be the first time we've ever done this, but I would actually encourage you, video record one of your lessons and watch it back. When you watch it back, ask yourself some questions. Questions like, did my lesson have a brisk pace? Was there a sense of urgency in my classroom? Did I use any strategies to increase my pace or decrease my pace? So did I check for understanding? Was there any time wasting in my lesson? Were my students engaged and participating? And did I cover a large amount of content in the lesson? And so it's important that on this journey, we can become self-reflective. And one of the things I've learned after many years of coaching now is that actually one of the best ways to learn is self-feedback from video reflection. And so I'd encourage you, um, I know this may cause you to feel a little bit uncomfortable as a grab and go for today, but it's actually one of the best ways and most effective ways to evaluate your own teaching and know if you are pacing your lessons correctly. We want to thank you for joining us today on That Teacher Podcast. It's so great to have your company and we really appreciate every single person who listens to any of our episodes around the world. If you'd like to be in contact with us on That Teacher Podcast, you can do that through the That Teacher Podcast Facebook page. And we'd love it if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts to That Teacher Podcast. By doing that, you will never miss an episode that we release each week. We want to thank you again for joining us. And until next time, it's bye for now.